The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. graveyard and you see um, that people have left toys and tokens and money oh, in the graveyard, yes. how do you yeah. feel about that? How do I feel about it? Meaning, the, meaning what? <laughs> you don't touch them, that's for sure. Right. Well, um, Fiona Broom and Sean Paradise and I were at Gilson Road Cemetery um, mm-hmm. on Sunday. And we it looked normal from the outside, but as soon as you cross the threshold into the, into the through the gate, it felt different. It's usually mm-hmm. a homey feel. And right. It didn't feel so homey. And then we noticed all sorts of, like, matchbox cars left at the little boy's grave and money everywhere. There was several dollars worth of money all over the place. Damn, i got to remember that if I'm ever broke. <laughs> <laughs> Pennies and dimes and nickels all over the place. Um, and um, it's littering mm-hmm. the ground. And um, there's one stone that's uh, Joseph Gilson stone, and mm-hmm. there's a cold spot above that gravestone, and yeah. it was there. And there was money on there, and on on the top of the gravestone, and the cold spot was missing. You know, so I'm I, 
The way I feel, it also... So they, they appease the gods? Is that what you're telling me? Well, it's sort of like making a, a pact. It's, it's sort of like voodoo, because I'll do something for you, and I'll give you something if you do something for me back sort of thing. Um, That's the way the, the universe is. I mean, I feed the crows. I have a flock of crows that live with me, and um, I feed them, and they don't shit on my car, so... Good, <laughs> but the crows but, appreciate you you giving them something that they could use. They use food. What is the spirit going to do with honey? Or it's, it's the thought that matters. Don't you ever hear that? I, I know. It's, Did it's, your mother ever t teach you that? It's the intent. I understand that exactly. you know, it's the intent of giving. But who's to say that the energy on the things that they're giving, even though they are giving with good intent, <laughs> there's bad energy on it? Oh, I don't think it really matters, to be honest with you. Well, anyway. I um, mean, you, you evidently, you, you feel differently. I can tell from where you're trying <laughs> to leave this, but it ain't going there as far as I'm concerned. I mean, uh, it's, it's whatever people do. It's between people and the spirits, the way I look at it. It's not my job to say, okay, you're not supposed to do that. I mean, if they were desecrating stones or something, then I can definitely see that as different. But um, leaving... So all of these offerings... All of these offerings that are being left there, no one can, you're not supposed to take anything out of a, a cemetery. No, I mean so, it goes it goes way back. I mean the uh, the Jews used to always put stones on the graves. If you go to a lot of Jewish cemeteries, you'll see the little stones on the graves. And so what? I mean it's the same thing. Why you know those those stones weren't you know infested with evil energy or whatever. It, it is. Well, I'm not saying they were evil, but no, but, it, it but feels differently in there. The, the intent. It's the intent. And um, and it, once again, it, it is between uh, the spirit and whoever um, left them there. Um, I, we don't know the reasons for it, and it would be easiest to judge without knowing all the evidence and, and all the, the reasoning. So that being well, said. Well, one more thing I'll say about that is uh, you can I say don't whatever know you want. what to if the, the coins that are making the energy different, or if someone's done something in the cemetery that they shouldn't have done that well, made the energy well, different. Well, hello, just think about it. Uh, <laughs> that cemetery has been written on so many sites, including a few on a Broome site. And, uh, you know, there is like a plethora of ghost hunters around, so who knows what has been done, what hasn't been done, uh, you know, there. It's the way it is. I mean, There's a pact um, in Voodoo where you um, you make an incarnation with the, the money and you put it on the stones, and I'm hoping that no one did that. Money and death goes goes way back. I mean, you, you know, the, all the way back to putting the pennies on the eyes in the, in the U.K. and, uh, and other countries, too. I mean, that's it, not something new, So, and it's not just Voodoo, so... Hmm. I do believe that the, the leaving the penny at the grave started with Benjamin Franklin in this country. Um, so many people went to his grave, and to pay homage, they all left a penny on his grave. I well, that could be, but, but coins on the graves have go, gone back way before. I've done investigations where coins have been used to um, protect houses from evil spirits. Um, mm -hmm. if you take a coin and you place the coin face down on your windowsills and, and over your doors. And when the devil sends his minions to the house, he sees the face in the coin looking down, and he looks down and gets confused and never enters the house. 
Go coins. There you go. <laughs> See? See? So, anyways, that's the interesting thing. But we have a couple of seasoned guests uh, on the line, and they are seasoned ghost hunters, I should have said. And maybe they've got a little intake on this uh cemetery thing. So why don't we bring on two very good friends of mine, um, Josh and Nick Mantello of the Berkshire Paranormal and um, the Hooten Mansion. Hey guys, you there? Yeah, hi Ron. Yeah, I am. I am here and live. How are you, Ron? Good. And Josh, and, and you both know Leslie, of course, right? Yeah. How could we forget? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, so we're let, doing good. So let, let me really say it's it's really a pleasure, to, especially to have. I mean, Josh is nothing against you, but it, it's very it's it's a pleasure to have Nick on the show because he's, I've never had him on my show. When I kind of think of it, that I can remember. I mean, I had it. Well, I take that back. When we did the live broadcast at the Hooten Mansion, he was there. But uh, it's uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, Nick and Josh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ron. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have the old. You gotta give the old folks a chance now and then, right? <laughs> and, and it's a cool. It's a cool thing because you you guys are a father and son ghost hunting team, which is not always easy, I'm sure, because I actually am a father and son ghost hunting team as well. No, I think we do great together. Me, me and Josh, uh, we we've been doing this together since the get go, eh, Josh? Yeah, pretty much from the beginning. I I don't even know how many years it's been now. Probably at least a decade. Yeah, darn close. I have a, I have a confession. When I first met the both of you, I thought you were brothers. <laughs> I love you. So I, I don't know if I don't know. Wait a minute. I don't know if that's an insult towards Josh or a compliment to Nick. Uh, <laughs> we'll say that's a compliment to Nick. Okay. So <laughs> nice. In fact, you know, I met you guys. Oh God, it must—it's about ten years, I think. Um, in fact, the, our first meeting is in my book, uh, Ghost Chronicles, and the first visit to the the Hooten Mansion, and uh, I got you guys hooked on ghost hunting. Oh, yeah, man. you were. Um... Oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, but absolutely on this end. <laughs> If you were you were the um, you were the gateway into this journey we we started a long time ago and haven't looked back since. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me ask either one of you, uh, the, you: Did you hear the conversation about the leaving things at the graves? And I was wondering what your opinion would be because you, you're both pretty much seasoned ghost hunters. You've been around the block a few times. So, uh, what's your thoughts on the idea? Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> I killed everybody. Wow. <laughs> oh, now, now it all, yeah, nobody wants to um, You know, it, it's funny. I'm one of those really um, firm believers that, you know, you're, you're almost wasting your time doing a lot of ghost hunting in, um, in a cemetery. Um, I think that that has um, better places to hang out. Uh, that not being said, it's not that I haven't been to some cemeteries that have had some bad energy. I don't say bad energy, some energy. Um, for whatever other reason, I think there, there, there's some sort of extra circumstance that really puts a, uh, some sort of energy to a cemetery as opposed to just being a resting place. Uh, but I, 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 when I, I, I got in and you, you were talking about the coins and it, 
it, it made me think of one thing in particular. And it wasn't a grave site, but it was a memorial. If you've ever been to Gettysburg and been to the, the memorial where they have it set up for where the Gettysburg address was put, I've never seen so many pennies in one place. Um, <laughs> I remember that when it comes to the coins on a, on a monument of some sort, it made me think of that right away, the amount of pennies um, linking up you know, around the, um, the spot of the Gettysburg address. That, that, that's what brought that to my mind. But um, I don't... I don't really, I think it's, you know, when stuff's placed there, I think a lot more times it's placed for the living than as opposed it is for the dead. I can, I I can absolutely uh, agree with Josh. Josh, like you said, why would you want to hang around the, the cemetery? And as Ron has said, I've heard, heard him say many times, um, you are in death as like you were in life. And I, I sure in heck don't want to hang around the cemetery. If I'm going anywhere, I'm going to go scare people at the Holt Mansion. <laughs> the Holt Mansion. <laughs> I, believe Ron is, I believe Ron is going to hang out in a different mansion when he passes. Isn't that true? I am. Was, which one would that be? That uh, would be the Playboy Mansion. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, uh, I guess that we've kind of beat that subject to death. But, uh, <laughs> but no. I, 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 in, in final thoughts, I think that the uh, uh, putting something on a cemetery or leaving coins, leaving stuffed toys, is between whoever leaves them and whatever spirits is there. And I, I don't think it's it's. Uh, odd job to interfere in one way or the other. It, it may affect energy, but it may affect it in a good way. Who knows? I mean, we don't know the reasons. And if you believe in synchronicity, things happen for a reason, then maybe those reasons are there. So that's my final thoughts on that. So, But anyways, uh, you guys, uh, Josh and Dick, are the members of the Berkshire Paranormal and also the curators, the curators, uh, curators of the Hooten Mansion. And uh, you have, since my first visit years and years and years ago, tons and tons of ghost hunters have gone through that mansion. So I, I thought you guys would like to like to let us know a little bit about some of the more interesting things that happened because I, I know you guys have been around for a lot and seen so many ghost hunters go through. What, what kind of exciting things have happened there, and good and bad? I mean, what, what things have you looked at and said, uh, wow, that was really cool, and then it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. Uh, and, and you don't have to give names if you don't want to either. I'm, we're not that petty here. So, Who's going to take the lead on this? I'll take the lead first because I think I'm going to be able to give a shorter answer here. Um, <laughs> I don't want a shorter answer on our show, man. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in all honesty, um, you know, I've really taken a back seat to a lot of the investigating that's been going on at the mansion, and, and I've really uh, more spearheaded um, research out and about in other in other locations. While while Nick has really done the he has done the, the bulk of the investigating for at least the last two years. Um, you know, but the moments that still stick out the most for me, um, the, you know, the things that still make the building never let down, uh, they, they happen on a regular basis. Um, you know, I haven't been there in two months myself, i got to say, to at least investigate. And last night I was back down there. And 
just the little things when, you know, there was a group of, I don't know, it was dark, I don't even know how many people were with us, eight, maybe total, <laughs> and we were in the basement, and we could suddenly hear somebody walking around upstairs above us. Uh, the, the, it's the little things that just make you know something's there that continuously happen at the mansion that continue to blow my mind on a regular basis. Um, I haven't done a lot of the investigating in the last few years, but my biggest, probably, proudest moment is still, you know, you know, when I was with you and, and Tom D'Agostino in the basement on Houghton's um, anniversary of his death, probably uh, quite a few years back when um, we were in the basement at 3 o'clock in the morning, the temperature dropped 10 degrees, and out of nowhere, you know, Ron and, and Tom across from me could tell me how they were seeing my face glow. They could see me as if a, a, a flashlight was glowing on my face for, you know, when we were in the pitch dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that was pretty cool, but uh, you didn't answer the question, but so I'm going to give it to Nick. <laughs> so, so, Nick, you have seen a lot of investigators through there. What, what, have, what has you know, really popped your eyes sometimes and other times left you shaking your head? It's, it's. Uh, I, I think that shadow people are, are the biggest thing. We see a lot of shadow people. Mm-hmm. I've, I've caught a, a, a brief glimpse of the little one in the basement, um, and that really uh, stepped me back. Um, there, was, there was three or four of us sitting down in the basement, and we were um, looking in one direction. Uh, because we were seeing a shadow figure peek around the corner, and and there was an investigator down there with us, and he had a, uh, a camera, a, a video camera, and you know how when you flip open the screen, there's a bit of a glow um, where it illuminates right. a little bit, and you can see. Well, the only thing I can compare it to is in the movie Signs, when that alien kind of ducked into the crop, and you know, it's like, did did I just see that? Well. <laughs> We're sitting here and we're seeing this little shadow figure peek around the corner, and he popped open his his uh, video recorder screen, and it illuminated enough so that we just caught a glimpse of her ducking back. And there were two of us, and I tell you, I kind of uh, almost fell over in my seat. I'm kind of a jumpy ghost hunter. I'll be the first one to admit it. Um, if there's a ghost or a monster that's going to come out, it's going to get me because my legs just buckle. <laughs> I just don't go anywhere, and uh, it, it, that really spooked me, seeing the little one. We see a lot of shadow figures, a lot of shadow figures. And, and Ron, I, I want to say right off the bat, um, a, a thank you from the bottom of my heart and everybody involved with the Houghton Mansion and the Freemasons. If it wasn't for you getting us on this track, like Josh said, um that building would be boarded up. It would be closed up um, because we we can't afford the building. Um, you know, you got us involved in the ghost hunting, and, um, you know, now now we have ghost hunters coming, and, and they're paying uh, to, to ghost hunt there, and we're doing it on a almost a weekly basis now, every every weekend. And if it wasn't for that income, the building would be closed up, and, it, and it's all um, pyramided down from you. And, and it's a, you know, a huge... Well, that's, that goes back to that synchronicity again. You know, things happen it's for exactly a reason. exactly what I was going to say. Synchronicity. Were you, were you listening? I knew that because you were a medium and I'm a medium. We're so attached, you know. Uh, anyway. Uh, but you know what's funny? You mentioned that is that um, 
I have a new office in uh, uh, Groveland, the Vizzi Estate, which I have my own little mansion now. <laughs> sort of, <laughs> sort of. But the 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 old person who ran it before—I don't mean old. I mean the, the former person. Uh, really appreciated the work that we did and uh, what we brought to the to the uh, place there. Unfortunately, she left, and there's a new person there now. And no matter what I do, uh, it's not taken any uh, serious at all. Like most kind of things, looked down upon, and and they don't realize that you know it can help in the preservation of a lot of these old structures. You know, like the mansion, like the uh, Portsmouth lighthouses. Um, it, it, it really, you know, people complain about paying for these things, but it goes to such a great cause. It really does. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and, and thank goodness the old mansion, um, the whole mansion, we, like I said, almost on a weekly basis, two to three times a month, we have a group come and they investigate. Not once have we ever had a group leave disappointed. We did once. They left, and then, geez, Nick, we didn't get much. But a week later, after they analyzed the stuff that they recorded, I got a phone call. It's like, Nick, you ain't going to believe what we got. You know, it's, it's, always, it's always been there, and it's always helped us out. And, and it's, just, it's, been, it's, been a great, it's been a great adventure. So, uh, yeah, that's guys, to say the week. You guys kind of like skipped over my question because you weren't really yeah. answering what I was looking for. Uh, I'm looking for ghost hunting techniques. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, I mean, you have yeah. seen a lot of them. And, and which yeah. ones, seriously, do you say, okay, that's a pretty cool way of doing it. And then others that really like, geez. I mean, and once again, I don't want you to give names. I'm not going to put you on the spot that way. But, uh, you know, the people have done things and you're saying, wow, uh, does that even make sense? Um, oh, yeah. Are you going to give me something or not? <laughs> yeah, I see. I mean, he's, and he's been doing most of the investigating there, but even in the, um, the, the bit of investigating I've done, you know, mm-hmm. the, the techniques is everything from your pure scientific, you know, and to your ones that do nothing scientifically and it's all psychic medium based to the ones that. Um, Boy, I've seen it all. Um, it's funny, it's you know, and, and some are, boy, I can't even really put a finger on one that's really the the, the more interesting or the oddest or the, the weirdest of them all. Because um, I find it all so interesting because one thing I would say is we are a quasi-science. There is no true borders to what we do. So every way people do things is, really the right way. There is no wrong way to do this yet until we become a, a true science, I guess. It's, you know, true science is mass. It has borders that it stays within. It. There's rules, you know, that, that we stick in. So as a quasi-science, there's really no rules set for us. Um, you know, some of the ones, you know, you know, people that others may think are weird. People walk in with absolutely no equipment whatsoever. And so your seasoned ghost hunters look at it and like, how can you do this? You have no equipment. You don't need equipment to have a personal experience. Exactly. Some of the best, some of the best things that you can have is sitting in a room, 
with your with your friends or your teammates in the dirt and just waiting for it to happen. You know, it's great if you can capture it on film or on your EMF K2 metal meter. I could rattle off a million different types of devices. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're sitting in that room and something touches you, if you're sitting in that room and something walks in front of you that's not part of your team, those are the people, in my opinion, who are doing some of the best work because they're the ones that are capturing the experience. They're having the experiences. And if they're telling the truth, then that is some of the best evidence. Right. I, no, let, I can, let, go ahead. I can concur with Josh on, uh, on that. Um, you know, we have, like, like he said, a broad spectrum. We'll have a group come in, and they'll set up a dozen cameras, and they walk around all kinds of meters. And then we have the, the groups that will come in, and they, they only uh, what they carry. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I notice a trend for that. Um, uh, more groups come with maybe just a few video cameras, K2s, uh, th- that other meter there that you got, Josh, uh, you know, the uh, Melmeter. Melmeter. The Melmeter. The Melmeter is a big thing now. And, uh, I like the Melmeter, you know, just, actually. Yeah, just, just a few pieces of equipment. And like you said, um, people go, I think now, it's, it's gearing towards the thrill of the hunt. The experience, not so much as the evidence, because that's a lot of work. You know, hey, we've been through it. Me, you, Ron, Josh, you go hunting for seven, eight hours, and you got three or four uh, pieces of equipment to analyze. You got days of work out of you. Oh, yeah. That is just so boring. It's horrible. Um, but it's the thrill of the hunt, and a lot of people are doing this now. Um, you know, they know when they capture a piece of evidence. And, um, you know, that's the piece of evidence that they're going to hang on to. And they had a good time. They had an experience. They saw shadow figures. They heard the footsteps. And, and, and that's basically, I think, where it's starting to go. People are going. It's, it's like, oh, we're going on the loop coaster. Well, we're going for a ghost hunt. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the trend, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it was just about, to... I'm sorry, go Liz, ahead, but uh, we've got about a minute to break. Uh, but go ahead, I was just going to say, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I noticed when I'm on ghost hunts that people get so involved in looking at their equipment, they, they tune everything else out, and they're just waiting for their equipment to go off. And, right. you know, they're not thinking that there's anything in the room if their meter's not going off. And um, some of the best things, like, Ron, when you had that um, contact with Enos, is that the same Enos? Enos with the bourbon? And Whiskey. the equipment comes out with that in uh, – <laughs> Oh, what was that segment? Where is that place called? Victorian. But you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. The yeah, actually, we're, we're coming up to the the break right now. I can hear the beep city bumpsy. Well, I can't hear them, but it, they tell me they're there. <laughs> uh, so we have to take a break right now. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with my special guest, uh, Josh and um, Nick Mantello, <laughs> and my very uh, good friend and co-host, Leslie Martin. We'll be right back with the following messages right here on Tojanet, Parax, Ghost Channel, and Beyond. Welcome to Tojanet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. 
We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place an oasis in this hectic world. I got my, I got my, I got an overnight in a week and a half. It's the first overnight. Guys, we're live. <laughs> Welcome back. You listen to the Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with uh, Leslie Vaden and Ron Kolick and our special guests, Josh and Nick Mantello. And uh, we're all glad that you've got an overnight coming up. <laughs> I, I did want to mention something. We were talking about the, the equipment and everything else. Uh, when we did an investigation at Wood Island Lighthouse, uh, the Boston Globe came along, and they did a story on it, which was, you know, cool. But um, one of the coolest things they did is they did, like, a cartoon of me, which I thought was really, really cool. And it was like one of those political cartoons, and it showed the the lighthouse with like five or six ghosts zipping out of the windows and everything else. And then it showed the guy, the guy from the Globe interviewing me, and, he's, and the, and the, the caption says, uh, uh, Kolik is a, from Drake is a ghost hunter for many years. And then uh, the, the guy says, uh, well, Ron, did you get anything? No, nah, I just got a little re- re- readings on my meter. I don't think it's too haunted. And, of course, it shows all these ghosts coming out of the thing. And, and that... To me, I, I really liked it because it's very apropos because sometimes we get so tied up in our equipment that we absolutely miss us. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, actually, that is a lot of people go at it backwards. They're watching their equipment, and then if they see something, then they're listening. Or it's the, with me, and I know Josh and, and the rest of uh, the, our group, is you listen. If you hear something or you see something, then you look at your equipment to see if we're getting getting a response or evidence or whatever out of it. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I want the experience first. Oh, yeah. I think we all do. So let's talk to Leslie because, Leslie, uh, she is the equipment. She is a, a medium. And, and I know you guys were a little bit of leery about mediums in the beginning, especially Josh, I think. Weren't you, Josh? No, not me. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so, so Leslie, I mean, you really don't need the equipment. Uh, do you find the equipment impedance on, on what you do? If someone gives me a piece of equipment, like I was walking around the Buffalo Central Terminal with a millimeter in my hand, I didn't look at it once because I'm tuned into everything around me. So if you put a piece of equipment in my hands, I don't even look at it. I don't. I don't even acknowledge that it's there unless it's, like, on the floor in front of my face while I'm uh, thinking. So, yeah. I, I don't really get into the equipment thing. Okay. So, but I do uh, use it. I have to remember when we were in the Hoot Mansion and mm-hmm. uh, we were in the – at the top of the stairs, there's a little, like, closet. And I was using the K2 meter. And oh, that's the, the one uh, Nick came out of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, so I do use that. I do use 
once in a while. But, you know, if it's in my hand, I'm not, I'm not looking at it. So I think, <laughs> I think the equipment is is there to help validate the experience. And that's what go. it needs to be used for. The equipment is is good, but the experience is better. But nothing, what's even better than that is, is when the equipment validates what happened. So that, you know, if you heard something or you saw something move and you happen to have a video camera running at the same time and capture it, then that is like the ultimate evidence. You know, so, you know, if you had a personal experience and, and the equipment measured a temperature drop, that is better. Not just saying, I didn't experience nothing, but the temperature dropped. You know, you want to have one validate the other, I think, is the best. And my personal, probably my best piece of evidence I have, I have two that I love to play for people, is one where I was actually kind of, I was punched in the back by a spear on a, not at the Houghton Mansion, but the video recorder was running. You know, oh, and cool. we, were using, we were using a squawk box, or a shack, uh, ha- sh- a shack hack. And, you know, and I, I, I got hit in the back, so I sent another investigator in to see if they got touched. And they refused to go in through the doorway. And is that, is that Paul? Paul? Was that the one yeah, with Paul? Paul. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was and awesome video. And clear as day, when he, walks, he refuses to go in, the check hack says chicken. You know, so we could say that all day long, and people can believe it or not believe it, but here is video proof of it. So the experience was great. The equipment did something, but the two validated each other. And that's what we're really looking for with the equipment. The equipment isn't the experience. And that's where people, I think, are falling, you know, into a problem. And I see it with, you know, ghost hunters when they come in to, you know, to do either an event or, or, or do an investigation at the mansion is they're looking for the equipment to be the experience. The equipment's there to validate the experience, not replace it. Well said. But uh, let me, uh, that being said, let me ask you if you've got some video, I mean, how many times have people say, oh, I've seen a ghost that jumped up and grabbed my hand, and you're all going like, yeah, sure, right, whatever. But if you have a piece of uh, some evidence, then it seems more believable. Do you think that's why we, we try to use all the equipment all the time? Yep. Well, yeah. Um, I think you know, an equipment has a tendency to try to, um, you know, it gives you an narrow side, and it's just like what Leslie said a little while ago. Okay. So we actually have a question from Ghost Girl in the Tojanet chat room. She said, is there anything scary there? Ooh, is there anything scary in the mansion? Let's ask Nick because he's there a lot, most of the hunts. <laughs> Well, it, it depends on uh, what she means by scary. If if you're looking for an experience, um, an interaction with a spirit, um, yeah, there's a lot of scary stuff there. Um, the spirits that are at the Houghton Mansion are, are very benevolent. They're they're not mean. They're not harmful. They're there. Um, yeah, for a person who's who's a non-believer and um, spooks easy, yeah, it's pretty scary. Um, but for a person who is a seasoned ghost hunter who's there to collect evidence, it's not really scary, but uh, you're going to get some good experiences. Um, we haven't had too many, uh, very, very few uh, interactions that were negative. Most of the stuff is positive, uh, it's interesting, 
so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't classify it as scary unless unless you're uh, unless you're scared of ghosts. Uh, I guess that'd be it. I think that's yeah. why a lot of people go right to be scared of ghosts. Yeah, a lot of. <laughs> Would we get a lot of uh, local people or people who who have never ghost hunted before, and they come and they've only got their flashlight, and um, you know we let them use a K2 meter or whatever just to verify if something's happening. Yeah, they're there for the thrill, the you know to, to get scared, and it it, it it usually lives up to its name. Oh yeah, if you tend to be a more jumpy person, then that may be more scary than others. Um, you know, but it also depends on the person. There's 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 times where I've had people who kind of stay in the basement. Of, I know last night, just you know, I like it. I love the fact that we were there last night with a group because it, it it's because it's stuff that's fresh in my mind. You know, you know, a, a good chunk of the group that we were with last night kind of wanted to to bugger out of the uh, basement kind of quick after a few things happened, and I stuck around. I think they all went upstairs, and I stayed down there for like, you know not long, three or four minutes afterwards. Um, I, I wanted to have a few words with what was down there privately um, mm-hmm. for, for a minute. And um, they were, some of them were a little more spooked than when they cut upstairs. They were scared. You know, I'm I'm not as jumpy um, as as, um, as, as somebody newer into the field. <laughs> no. Um, you know, as somebody newer into the field. So seasoned, I don't think, you know, seasoned investigators may be not as scared. I'll tell you, one of the funniest things that ever happened to me was the first visit I went to the uh, Putin Mansion with you guys, and we uh, did that uh, seated uh, communication by candlelight, and then that broke up, and Maureen and I were uh, reviewing some of the evidence from one of the cameras because the other camera had shut off by itself, and uh, all of a sudden... We had we had placed the uh, an alarm on one of the doors. So oh, all God. of a sudden, we heard this scream, and I believe was that your sister, uh, Josh? Yes, it was. And she comes <laughs> screaming down the hall at the top of her lungs, her hands fail flailing in the air like something got out of a B movie, and out the thing that I thought and I just looked at each other and laughed. <laughs> we couldn't stop laughing, but. You know, uh, that, <laughs> It did just remind me of a story. Um, like I said, I, I don't do as many of the investigations of the mansion now. I, I do more of the public events, you know, the tours and the larger events that we host in the in the fall and throughout the year. Right. And um, you know, it, this was in September, October. It was one of our we do weekly tours all September and October. And you know, as a public speaker, I've kind of trained myself to watch people. You know, as I'm, you know, I could tell there was this one guy who just wasn't entertained. He, you know, his wife dragged him along, and he just, you know, you could tell he was rolling his eyes. I was telling about some of the stories and the things that happened. He would roll his eyes and be like, "Oh, you know, what a joke! This is this is all fake. It's nothing's real. There's no such things as ghosts." You know, and I, and I accept that. I'm, you know, we're not going to appease everybody. There's your non-believers, and my job isn't to make them believe. My job is to entertain the believers. Um, so this we were, you know, I remember one instance we were in the, the third floor locker room, and the floor of the tour goes we we go from the third floor locker room over to Witter's room for those who are familiar with the building, and you know this guy's rolling his eyes, his arms are crossed, he could be less interested. Mm-hmm. So we make our way into Witter's room, and I close the door, shut the lights off, and I'm telling I just I, you know the tours are just storytelling, you know I tell stories 
about some of the different occurrences that happen. And I have equipment with me. We try to do some quick five, ten minute ghost hunting in each spot. Well, sure enough, you know, in the pitch, you know, in the dark here in this room, all of a sudden I hear somebody yelling, cursing, and swearing, and, and jumping and scared. You all, you know who it was? It was a guy who was rolling his eyes. And the guy that didn't have any belief in any of the paranormal that his wife just dragged him along to, suddenly, with nobody sitting behind him, he was up against the wall, felt something tap him on the shoulder and grab his shoulder. And he freaked out. He was not a believer. So that was a very scary moment for him. It freaked him out. But, you know, and this was, you know, it just speaks to the testament of the building. This was a tourist. Five bucks a person, come in a two-hour tour. We do ten minutes of investigating in six different locations, nothing spectacular. And this guy was touched by a ghost, somebody who was non-believer, had just was dragged along by his wife, it was touched by a ghost. It scared him. You know, he probably pooped himself. <laughs> you know, but, you know, he's a believer now, and I'd be willing to bet this September October we'll see him again. And we have, a, we have a couple of comments from the uh, TojiNet chat room. Nathan says, uh, I know someone who got a little burn on her leg in the boiler room in the basement. And then Carol Ooh. Emily says, I saw a shadow figure coming up the stairs that ended up pinning me against the wall. So I guess people yeah. are having experiences there. I mean, Yes, I was there with Kira when that happened. Really? Yes. I remember that very well. I was standing at the top of the stairs, and uh, we were up in Witter's room, and we had some some motion going out in the hallway. And I went to the top of the stairs, and I seen a shadow on the wall, and I'm like, wonder what's making that shadow. And I, you know, I'm looking around, and I look back, and the shadow had moved. It's going up the wall, and it's coming up the stairs and going around, and all of a sudden, Kira's pinned against the wall. And uh, when it finally let her go, she fell, and actually, um, she hurt her hand. And I, actually, I was thinking of her a few minutes ago, and we've had very few negative interactions. And that was kind of one of the negative interactions right. that we had. Um, it wasn't, you know, terrible, but um, thanks for thanks for sending that out, Kira. <laughs> You know what was interesting, speaking about that, is that the first uh, big uh, conference we did, Contact, I don't know if it was Contact 1 or Contact 2 there, uh, a friend of Maureen's who was a, a really a big guy, I, he was in the service and, and everything else, and, uh, you know, he wanted so much to to experience something, and we had dinner at the uh, Holiday Inn, remember we had a rented that place and we had to so while he was there he was thinking about says i really really want something to happen tonight i said you know come on if there's anything there can you really do it well uh it happened to him because i came in and just outside the hallway to mary's room this big guy was pinned up against the wall actually off the ground by like two or three inches and he wasn't scared he was excited. <laughs> so, you know, you got to be careful what you wish for. Sometimes you get it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so I, I want to talk to Leslie. Uh, uh, you, you've been to the mansion how many times, Les? Oh, gosh, I've lost count. Uh, four or five. Four, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, so as a medium, and there's a reason I'm bringing this up, and uh, who do you think is at the mansion? Who have you picked up? Uh, a spirit um, at the mansion. I believe John Witters is there. Um, I believe there are some masons there. Um, I have 
felt merry. Um, I, I, I believe Houghton's there. Um, and uh, people from the past that have been in the building um, associated with the Mason mm-hmm. and other beings, spiritual other. beings, um, are showing up. Um, I, really? about, I can't call How about call the cat, right? Yeah, I know, I know. I was going to say that. And, but. yes, the cat. <laughs> <laughs> and the cat. Yeah. And the, re- the reason I asked you that, Leslie, because those are your experiences. That's who you felt was there in the building. So, uh, Josh and and Nick, you've been in the building for 10 years since you've been investigating, and you hear all these different groups talk to different people. I mean, what do you think? I mean, are there – who do you think is at the mansion – and, and what happens when you have someone who brings up someone who has never been there before? Uh, so, who, first of all, I'll ask, who is at the mansion that you believe? I'll, let you, um, I'll, take, this, uh, I'll take this first, I guess. Um, I, I definitely feel the, the three members of the Holton family that passed in the tragic accident are there. Um, I always mention this. Uh, when I started this out, I really didn't feel I had any psychic ability. Uh, but over the years of being in there, I've definitely come in tune with the building. And I, they all have a very distinct personality that I'm sure even can do now. You know, you can feel their personality when they're present. You can't see them. But Withers has a very distinct personality he'll bring to the room. AC has a very distinct personality he brings to the room. And so does Mary. Um, I, I, I have very different views on the basement, though, um, amongst the, than the rest of my team. I, I have a very different view on the basement. Um, a lot of people feel that there's Laura down there. I, I really Sometimes it actually irritates me the amount people bring up Laura, AC's daughter that died way before that building that had passed at a young age, is mm-hmm. a small child. Um, I, I really feel there's a... Um, um, I don't know how to word it, a, a darker male present. Um, I don't want to say evil, but darker male like present down there. Maybe? Like what? Yeah, I, um, I, sure. I haven't experienced it, so I can't comment on that, but I'm trying to help you there. Yeah, it is, you know, and I've had, I've had um, you know, um, um, Steve Wilson, who you know you've worked with before, uh, and we've worked with a few times, ha- had picked up on on the same one before down there. And, you know, there's definitely something else down there in that basement that looks kind of in the other side, as opposed to you know, like the, the little girls on one side, this guy's on the other side. Um, I've had some interactions with him that um, I don't like in some cases. Um, you know, and there's definitely when we're in the lodge room, you know, some of the stuff we bring up it definitely leads me to, to, to definitely believe that there's some past masons there too as well. Uh, I'm sure, you know, in the amount of your investigations, uh, you've seen just as many, Nick. Oh, yeah. I, and I did want to say, um, Leslie, you hit the nail on the head, I think, with with your um, interpretation that, that you feel is there. Absolutely. Um, I, I agree a lot with Josh about um, what's going on in the basement. Um, you know, the jury's out on the little girl. Um, it could be Laura. We can't pin it down. 
We can't. Uh-huh. We we can't say it's definitely Laura because, like Josh said, she died many years before they they moved there. Right. She may have attached with the family. It's possible. But we have two other structures that were there previous that we don't know very little about. We only know very little about it. And yes, you, about you, there's, there's something else down in that basement. Um, do, we've let me we've ask come you across that. Nick, let me ask you a quick question on, on the Laura thing. Do you think it's it's people matrixing the name Laura because they know that Putin's daughter was Laura, so therefore Could, they, they pin their name it, on her? It's absolutely possible. Absolutely. I, okay. I wish we could get a handle on who it is. Um, we've had the past, this, uh, I'd say the past year, um, people are experiencing uh, something else down there. Um, and the last group we had uh, with Mark Arvella and uh, Dominic from Canada, uh, they had some interaction. That, I don't know. It, it's it's a little different. It's a little different. I don't want to put a negative spin on it, but right. um, there, there's something else going on down there besides the little girl, uh, like Josh said. And uh, I, we're gonna just every week, you know, we're down there and we're kind of just gonna kind of monitor things and see what's going on. Yeah, it's it's you know it's funny because you know like I said, everybody has their own experiences, and if these are experiences of of past living things, you know. Everybody has their own, you know, the way they interact with different people. You know, somebody who you may like and may be your best friend may not like me as a person and may not interact well with me. So we've got to look at the same possibilities with spirits because if they are, you know, deceased humans and, and souls, you know, that may have that same thing. Uh, so, you know, one of the interactions that really kind of put it towards me once is, you know, I was down there, and this was during an event, and, and uh I, I'm down there, and there was probably a group of, it was a larger group, 10 to 15 people. And, and we were down there with Steve, you know, who, who I don't, you know, there's there's a handful of medium psychics that I really truly believe in and will put faith in. Leslie, you know, you're one of them, Steve, Maureen, you know, uh, there, there's a handful of them. And, and Steve being one of them, and I'm down there, and it was it was dark. And he's doing his thing. He's talking and kind of entertaining the uh, the crowd, you know, giving his feels on things. And and I kind of broke free, and I was getting this sensation that something was staring at me from on the other side, the, you know, the side that we don't feel Laura comes out of, uh, or the small child. Mm-hmm. And I was just, you know, you know how when you feel you're getting stared at? You know, if somebody's staring at you from behind, you can kind of get that sensation without seeing them. I was getting that sensation. Something was Thought was staring me down, so I kind of turned around, like, you know, what? What do you want? Why are you staring at me? What is it? And I just had this very strong, aggressive feeling towards me, like something very aggressive um, energy towards me. And 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 Steve, now here I'm, I'm being quiet. I'm not interrupting what's going on. So Steve was doing his thing, but then he interrupted himself and goes, Josh, I don't know what's going on over here. But something over there wants to fight you right now. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I wasn't talking. I wasn't making myself verbally known what I was feeling. But he picked it up. And it was there, that energy. Something definitely was kind of was agitating itself towards me. Um, and I was picking up on it, you know, that like, I had that sensation, like, you know, which I'm sure everybody's had, whether you're, you, you claim to be psychic or not, you know, you you know, if someone's staring you down, you can feel it, whether they're behind you or in front of you or to the side of you. 
Mm-hmm. I find it interesting that he said that something is back there when I to fight you, not someone is back there. Uh, I guess that's kind of the, the skeptic of me, I guess. You know, always um, looking at Ted. You know, the skeptic in me is always something, some, you know, something as opposed to someone. You know, I, I always still have that little, that, I always have that little, um, Skeptic scientific side of me that oh you should never everyone should be that's skeptical. never that's never gonna admit 100 percent that someone I guess that's the way I word things. <laughs> uh, you know I, I want to have to comment on one thing and I've been to the mansion quite a few times and I have to admit that since the first time I went there to the last time I went there. The energy is different. It's it's not the same energy that was originally in there. Now, that's not meaning the same spirits aren't there, or they're uh, they're not there. It's definitely a shift in the energy. I don't know if it's because of all the the investigations you do there that. Either the energy has gotten more comfortable there, or there is new new energy coming in, uh, new spirits coming in. Uh, but is I I definitely feel that there's definitely been a shift from the first time I've been there till the last time I've been there. If, if you guys noticed that at all, it it, it has changed. Yeah, or is absolutely. It just... Yeah, and and and. and... I think one thing that maybe, and, and, you know, I'd like to hear your opinion on it too, Nick, is um, the, if at, we've learned over the last decade how to do this better, and we learned over the last decade how to communicate with them better, is the, the same vice versa. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like Josh said, we've... We've we've become in tune. Um, when Mr. Houghton's around, there is definitely a different uh, feeling. You know, he has an air about him that's that's very dignified and uh, com- commands a lot of respect. Um, Mary, you you ex- you feel the prim and proper um, Mary. You know, she studied in France. Um, Mr. Witters, you feel that working man uh, air about it. And, um, and and like you said, there's there, there's something else going on. You know, like you said, we've had probably thousands of people go in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I pray that nobody has brought negative stuff. It's possible. Um, we had an event not too long ago, and someone left behind a Ouija board. I'm not really wild about Ouija boards. I don't like Ouija boards being in there. Um, uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of opinion on that. They left yep. it behind. I took it out of the building. I brought it up to the dump. I didn't throw it away. I put it off to the side. Oh, Someone Nick, else... Nick, you ever come across a windy board? Put it beside for me. <laughs> I put it aside. I, I, I didn't want anything them. to do with it. Really. I, I, I just think the thing was negative, and I, I, I wanted it out of the building. Yeah. Uh, and speaking about that, uh, uh, Spur, of course, we're having a guy who has one of the largest collections of Ouija boards. He's going to have them on display, so that's going to be really cool, some of the old ones. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I, I heard the doorbell, which means the pizza from the dead is here, so we've got to wrap it up. Um, Already? Yeah, I know it. Uh, how can I? Uh, how can people get in touch with you guys? How can they, uh, you know, rent the place? How can they take part in some of these events? And what events do you have coming up? And what's your website? All that good stuff. 
Uh, I'll do my quick shameless plug for the events, and I'll let Nick, because he does the overnight, so I'll let him take care of that. September 21st and October 26th are going to be our fall event. September 21st is going to be a fall kickoff. September 22nd is the the, the first day of fall. So um, we are kicking off the fall season, which is the best season for ghost hunting, in my opinion, on September 21st. Um, no places are set yet. Um, but I have confirmed our first special guest, um, someone that you have working with you a lot too as well, Kelly Spangler, um, Salem Witch, and her friend Andrew are going to be coming up on September 21st. And we are going to be exploring the legends and the history of the mansion and just having a good time kicking off the fall season and, and transitioning the season from summer to fall with Kelly and some of the Salem Witches and having a blast on that. October 26th is our traditional annual Halloween get-together party ghost hunt event. There's nothing confirmed yet on that that I'm willing to announce quite yet. Prices and stuff will be available. Follow us at Holton Mansion on, or at the Holton Mansion on Facebook. All the details will be there. And we have our web page. If you just Google search, it'll pop up. And um, Nick, if you want to get your plug in. Uh, I know you're going to do it. Get Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. Uh, Josh covered it. Houghton Mansion Facebook page. Go there. You will there you keep go. The feed. Good night. God bless everyone. Thanks a lot, guys. Good night. Deliver us, good Lord. <laughs>